A lot of Patriots talk today, in part because of the press conference Robert Kraft gave yesterday. Of course, Lamar Jackson is still out there as well. And, uh, well, we have a lot to unpack with our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lepresti, Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One hotline, our friend Tommy Curran, who is at the owners' meetings. Are you enjoying the warm, Tom? Yes, unquestionably. I felt it would be a little warmer. I hate to be greedy, but it's 65 to 70. I was thinking it'd be 73 to 78, but nobody wants to hear that. Now, I ask because I know you are are not of pale complexion, but are you an easy (laughs) sunburn? I'm not a pale complexion. I look like the underside of a freaking toad. Oh, it's not yeah. that bad. No, there, no, there, well, there are some that you work with who have a Casper feel to them, but you are not one of them, friend. Yeah, no, I actually am the reigning champion. If I am not the reigning champion, those people don't have makeup on. I suggest everybody early in life start putting on your sunscreen because I am getting stuff potato peelered off of me left and right by Dr. Amy Chang at Social Dermatology, who's a wondrous dermatologist. That's a free plug for her. Wow, look at you. Giving everybody their props, huh? Man. Okay. All right, so listen, so you're out there, your boot's on the ground. It seems kind of chaotic to me, a little hectic, and almost like I feel like, you know, sometimes Bill and Kraft, it's like, especially Kraft, like just sending a lot of mixed messages. What did you take from, I guess, what was the one thing that you took from Kraft's, uh, I guess, post-head coach opportunity to speak conference? What stood what out I the take most? From Kraft's comments? Yeah, what stood out the most to you? That he's pretty much, you know, the last two years, he's used this event as an opportunity to air some grievances. And I think that he was even more staunch in his stance, which is look, we'd like to see Bill break Don Shula's record. But, you know, with our players, we're not concerned about records. And that's something that he learned from Bill. So the sentimentality that I think that Robert Kraft has often worn on his sleeve. In the case of Bill, he's making it very clear that he will take a Bill approach with it. And that, to me, is is what continues to stand out. Robert does not shy away from treating Bill like Bill treated other folks, while at the same time giving all proper respect to what he's done. And, And I guess what's interesting, guys, too, is as I watch this unfold and the whole thing of, boy, what do we do about Bill? The guy is still gone 25 and 25 despite the obstacles that he has had against him total rebuild in 2020 last year by his own doing mangled the coaching staff but still went eight and nine and they're going to contend for a playoff spot this year so while we're all you know kind of on a bill for lack of a better word coaching death watch i think they're going to go to the playoffs this year what do you make of the fact that robert Kraft opened the door for any sort of Lamar Jackson discussion by mentioning the text he got from his good friend, Meek Mill. I think he really lobbed that grenade into Bill's room and closed the door and said, you deal with it because everybody wants to talk about how I'm not willing to spend or I'm not doing anything with great urgency. 
everybody wants us to go and make a splash with Lamar Jackson. Well, why don't I just say it's in Bill's court and see what Bill says about it? Because at the same time, I think that on the face of it, Robert Kraft would say, no, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. We have, we have our guy on two, two and a half million dollar salaries the next two years. You want to spend $20 million, excuse me, 20 times more on Lamar Jackson in both the last two years. He hasn't made it through December. No, but I do find it interesting that he said, that's a bill thing, but I have had entreaties from that party. So it's it, that to me is kind of what we're watching between the two going back and forth a little bit of the passive aggressive read between the lines, look under the, and it's very much the same stuff that was going on with Brady. I know, but even the uh, even the whole just the idea of like mentioning it, I just feel like he just was like, "Hey, I want to be cool and look at me. I'm part of the story." But I, I correct me if I'm wrong. You feel like this was almost like a passive aggressive dig at Bill. Well, when he mentions Bill and says, I put it in Bill's court, yeah. But why? I'm just curious, I mean, why but why? But, but, but does any other – I just feel like no other owners do it, Tom. It's like here's a story that involves the Ravens and the Ravens only, really. And sure as hell, here comes Robert Kraft kind of commenting, unprovoked, I think, too. It wasn't like anybody asked him a question about it, right? I was not at that. That was a, a side session with some other people. But mm. as far as I know, I think he veered into that conversation about Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's doing it to be cool. I mean, he didn't bring up Lamar Jackson and Meek Mill to be cool. I think that he's talking about a situation that looms in the league. His team has been tied to them more than anybody else. I think just by default, that's what people do with the Patriots still. Even though they have an entrenched quarterback who was taken with the 15th pick two years ago. Well, maybe maybe the Patriots, because that'll get conversation and it'll never be shot down. So Robert advances it and rolls it into Bill's corner. I mean, it's very, to me, it's not just saying I'm cool because here's Meek Mill. He mentions Lamar Jackson and then says Bill's decision. It is interesting the way it was positioned, just like the use of the word experiment in describing last year, Tommy. What did you pull away from that, if anything, or is that just me honing in on a word that I shouldn't be honing in on? No, I think you're honing in directly on something that, that has bothered Robert Kraft probably since last off season. He said it last year at these owners' meetings. Bill has done things in an unconventional way before, and it's worked out, and he's earned the right to do those things. Last year was probably the most unconventional. I would hope there will be no unconventional thing that trumps it. The most unconventional thing that he's done by basically not having offensive coaches, in essence. And it didn't work out very well. So it still rankles Robert Kraft. He's you know, I, if you hit him with the truth serum, I believe that he would say, I feel like we wasted a year of Max rookie contract and just treaded water. So you didn't hear wrong. He's not that psyched about it. I think he actually, you know, someone was asking about Matt Patricia. He feels badly for Patricia in a way to, to kind of get put in that position and then have his reputation, which was already kind of dinged, dinged further. So we're talking to Tom E. Kern on the Harbor One Hotline. And, and one more, because this whole situation from yesterday, I'm just so intrigued by it. So if Kraft is admitting that he wants Bill to break that Don Shula record, and he's also said uh, that, okay, he has never, uh, Bill has never gotten what he wanted when it comes to money to sign players. He's always gotten what he wanted. But yeah, so yes, yeah, so he's always gotten what he wanted. No matter what, if Bill asked for it, Kraft gives it to him, right? 
why doesn't Bill just go spend the money and go build a team? Like, get the high price guys, take more chances, like, make it, make it so in these next two years to not only break that record, but make the team, like, almost a guarantee to go to the Super Bowl. It would run counter to everything in his DNA. I mean, he, he built the team in 2000 in a certain way. You were a part of that. He built the Browns in a certain way in the 90s. And, you know, we saw that that team eventually crested in Baltimore and won a Super Bowl in 2000. Um, additionally, this is his – what he leaves behind matters. And the Crafts are very much on the record as believing that that's one thing that separates Bill Belichick and why they trust him. Yeah, there's rancor and um, – stuff that goes on I think between both sides in terms of credit and what they're going to do next but Bill has as much stake in the future of the Patriots as the Crafts do in some ways his people are here his kids are here Gerard Mayo is basically a football offspring of his he doesn't want to run it into the ground so he can catch Don Shula's record I think it goes against his his DNA to do it that way that's my perspective now, if he goes and gets DeAndre Hopkins, that would be a little uncharacteristic. But we have seen him do in 2006 what he did going and get, getting Randy Moss because he knew that that was the missing piece. I don't know if this team has a missing piece because last year was such a mess. I can't tell if those things are missing or they were just dormant. It's an interesting way of thinking about it. Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresh and Foyer. Um I know this isn't a Patriot-related question, but I just saw a thing that apparently a group that has Magic Johnson a part of it submitted a $6 billion bid for the Washington Commanders. That's one of the bids. Tommy, are the NFL owners about to win really in bo- in two ways? They're going to get rid of Dan Snyder, but it also might set a record sale for an NFL franchise. Are the NFL owners about to be able to sit there and laugh and be like, <laughs> we got rid of this guy and we're all going to get richer because of it? Yeah, well, on one hand. On the other hand, the, a lot of that money is going to go to Dan Snyder. <laughs> I mean, it's not oh, like I, I'm sorry, Tom. I also mean it from the standpoint of if they're selling a franchise for $6 billion, then Jerry Jones can sell oh. his for ten. Like, oh yeah, that oh, that bidding is going to push it through the roof. Yeah, but I also think that there would be the aspect of well, I mean, okay, so throw another chest of gold coins in my safe, but meanwhile there goes Dan Snyder walking away with six billion dollars after being a pain in our ass for twenty five years. Oh. So <laughs> I don't think they. Yes, they they get off on the money, but I don't know if. They expect it. They do expect it. So it's not like, hey, this is revealing. Like six billion, four billion, five billion. They know they're going to make a lot of money. So, um, okay, one more a big uh, NFL topic as far as uh, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens go, but more particular to the Ravens. So now that everybody said their piece, the owners have spoken. Lamar sent out a tweet. What should the Ravens do now? They better start looking for a quarterback. Um. To me, I would make sure if I'm Steve Bashotti that I start making entreaties to figure out a way to get Lamar Jackson to get a combo three year, thirty three million dollar, excuse me, forty forty million dollars, the hundred and thirty three million dollar contract they offered him, and get that thing to five years with a combo guaranteed money and 
um, you know, non-guaranteed money. Look, I don't blame anyone for not giving Lamar Jackson a guaranteed contract. Yes, Deshaun Watson's $230 million contract was completely beyond the pale, especially given who he is, what he's done, and the fact that he really hasn't performed. Why would you give that player that? But when you look at Lamar Jackson and say, that's the next guy up, he should get that money, he's hurt quite frequently. 2019 was twice as good as any other year he's had. Should he be given guaranteed money because of his injury risk? Just because he plays quarterback in a dynamic fashion and is the next guy up. I get what the Ravens' stance is. I think most right-thinking, logical people would. But they have to bring him around to that way of thinking. It's amazing. I'm surprised the other owners haven't cornered Jimmy Haslam and given him some sort of beatdown for full, <laughs> like metal tre- full metal jacket Bun- treatment. Bunch of 65 yeah. to 85-year-old owners that are over there stomping a, a, stomping a mud hole in Jimmy Haslam for screwing everything <laughs> yeah. up. Our guy I Tommy Kerr. Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy that? Haslam. Jimmy Haslam would he would he would battle off at least seventeen of the owners. He's, he's, he's <laughs> in fine shape. He's 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 the Brock Lesnar of NFL owners. Yeah. Like he can he can swat everybody away. Uh, our buddy Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, thanks for the knowledge. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Thank thanks. you. There we go.